awesome to be back and back on Facebook Live again, just in time to talk about the most important issue of today, and that is a historical event that um, I'm not sure you know about, but back when America was founded, okay, they used to have this thing that was called dueling, okay? And politicians would do it, like everybody would do it. It was, uh, it, it was a big thing. And if you insulted somebody's honor, you could challenge that person to a duel. Okay, so say that a, a politician or somebody wrote something that was discrediting somebody else or making up a lie about them, that person could challenge that other person to a duel. And they would take 10 steps and then they would turn and and uh, sometimes a person would get shot. Uh, sometimes they'd miss, sometimes they'd hit a person in the leg, sometimes they'd hit him in the foot, sometimes they'd hit him in the head, sometimes it would kill him. And actually, a guy who was vice president of the United States, Aaron Burr, actually shot and killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel, okay, who was the secretary of the treasury, and he was something else at the time, but one of the founding fathers. And that was fine. So... If you look back and say, oh, back in the day, things were way more rational and politics was a lot less crazy, that's not really the case. And I don't know, that's just uh, what interests me right now. And uh, I like to talk about what interests me. I've been away for a little while and I just, God's just so good in so many ways and he just does amazing miracles and when you know that God is capable of just doing any doing great things, and if you have him in your life and you know what he's capable of, and you know that Jesus died for your sins, and you can it it doesn't matter, you don't have to do anything for him. He loves you no matter what. He loves you unconditionally. I guess it just changes the way you look at everything. And I don't know why I wanted to start with the dueling thing. I just thought it was fascinating. that. And what they would do, actually, is there was one, two historical figures could get into a duel, and then it would be over something that the one said about the other one, and he would want him to sign an apology, saying, all right, I want you to sign this apology to withhold my aunt, to keep my honor, and you to sign this apology that what you said you now apologize for and you take it back. And the person would say, I will not sign that apology and we will duel again until the death. And then they would take 10 steps and then fire again. And this was, this was a pretty standard practice and they had to do it in order to uphold their honor because honor and reputation was a very big thing at that time. And well, reputation is huge. It only takes one dumb thing to ruin your reputation and it takes a lot more small right decisions to build a reputation. And I never understood this, why my granddad would tell me that your name is the most important thing. Well, it is. Your name and who you are, that is the most important thing. And 
it matters what you say. It matters what you do. Just shooting off at the mouth all the time, and this this is hard for me because I like to shoot off at the mouth, is just thinking, oh, it's so what? It's just something I said. Big deal. No, it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Honor and what your name is, what your good name is, those are a huge deal. That is very important. It absolutely matters. And you know, with uh, everybody, everybody's talking. Um, you notice terms like "in the midst of," "in the midst of this outbreak of the virus," people are now being told to stay inside. In the midst of this horrible storm then afterwards it will be in the wake of in the wake of the coronavirus up in the wake of this in the in the midst of and then it will be in the wake of whatever and you know what man i just want to just just chill out a little bit and i'm realizing you know, all of a sudden, I, you know, I had a whole bunch of things to talk about, and I was like, well, I, I want to talk about dueling. <laughs> I want to talk about things that interest me. I mean, what, wash your hands, you know, don't sneeze in somebody's face. I mean, that's like normal stuff. But uh, no church? Um, no getting together? Social distancing? Hmm. Um, no handshakes? No hugs? Just be afraid of each other and what about the people that actually test positive for the virus should we put them into colonies should we maybe just uh fence them off and should we gas them i mean really what if they spread it you know what what is going on what's you can really see how this stuff can spiral into something massive i can totally see how Hitler convinced all of Germany to kill 6 million Jews. I can totally see it because you get a bunch of people all hyped up with the the propaganda and everything and you get them all and then and then you know who's the problem? They're the problem. Those people are the ones causing all this and they're and then everybody will go nuts and then then it's really easy to say okay, kill them. It's it's sad, but it's the, I could absolutely see how that can happen because it's so easy to drum up hysteria and to get people worked up. And, and it's like, you know, Jesus went right up to the lepers, the, le- the, to- the people that uh, in Jesus' time that were the don't talk to them, don't, don't go near them and anything, the Samaritans and the lepers, the lepers. That was big. It was you didn't want to go near them. They were unclean. And Jesus went right up to them and he shook their hand and he, he didn't social distance himself from them. And he, um, he healed them and he, and he loved them. And that's just something that came to my mind. Like you read about people that have the disease or the, the virus that really it's, I mean, if, unless you're really old and sick and it's not going to kill you, it's just like having a cold for a while. I mean, what about them? They're they're like, are they going to be ostracized? Uh, 
because of all the panic and fear. And then something else I noticed. If you just go out and walk around, except for the spring breakers, they're all being told to get the heck out, go home. Um, they're, they're shutting down spring break on here in Fort Lauderdale. But if you just go out and around, even at the stores and stuff, yeah, people are buying a lot of eggs and chicken, but people aren't freaking out. Uh, people are still walking around being good, being nice to each other. And uh, where are you finding this? Uh, the panic. The panic is happening uh, on where it usually does, in the media, in the radio, and in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak, we have decided to take responsible actions and forbid the use of shaking hands as a greeting. And uh, in the midst of the catastrophe, President Trump has ordered businesses to shut down and in the midst of. And then afterwards, it's in the wake of. They, they use these, these terminologies, much in the media for a while and the way they behave. And, um, you know, they're, the, what, what upsets me and bothers me the most is churches closing. I mean, even like smaller groups, they're saying, no, we're not doing it. Bible studies, not, oh, we're not doing our Bible study, you know, and. And well, the, they, there's a suggestion that you not have big crowds, but this is a kind of a good time to say, hey, you know, we're going to invite you into the house of God. And if, if you want to stay home, you can, because you can be, I don't know, may, what's the next thing? We, maybe we should all wear helmets. You know, it's a dangerous world out there. It's too dangerous. And um, I think we should all wear helmets everywhere we go because you might hit your head and you might die. Take this to the next level. Uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of viruses and things like that. There's, the world's a very dangerous place. I don't know if you've noticed. People get hit by cars and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty dangerous out there. You know, lots of, um, lots of stuff happens. And things can be, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty dangerous place out there. So what, uh, what, where do you draw the line? Do you want to just, what's a, what's another thing? I mean, we can ban cars. We can just ban people from talking to each other. You know, something dangerous could happen. And then uh, the talk that this is going to change the outlook of the world. And, and uh, yeah, something told me, I just knew the media had something else in their pocket ready to go after the impeachment failed. I knew they probably had something else. And it's interesting. This stuff coincided right after the impeachment. Do I think somebody created the virus? No, but I think it was kind of there. The virus has been here since January. Why weren't we freaking out about it back then? I mean, in January, you didn't hear anything about it. It wasn't until the impeachment thing was over with and done. And all of a sudden, now it's the virus. And and I've just watched media behavior. I've watched how they act. And I'm then, but the most important thing is I've watched how we react. And you know, it kind of shows where everybody's heart is. It shows where, no, it it shows where some people has their have their heart. And where some people's minds are that um, it just a, just a, any kind of thing can just just set people off. And it shows where the government is and it shows where church leadership is that uh, shutting down churches for weeks. And, you know, I mean, that's that's not really if you're going to talk about faith 
and you're going to talk about trusting in God and running towards the danger because that's what disciples of Jesus do. And then the first little sneeze that comes along, then everything's closed. And because uh, people look to the church for comfort. They look to the church for guidance. When the government is letting people down, especially, people look to the church. And if the church is freaking out, then where else are you going to go? The church should be the voice of calmness. Come in. We're still open. Come on in. We got plenty of hand sanitizer. Come on in. Worship God with us. If you're afraid of the virus, stay home. Yeah, the government suggested we don't have these gatherings, but we're going to do it. And, you know, that's that. I have a, I, It's sad, but I, I really think that when the end times do come and the and uh, the mark of the beast is being given out, there's going to be church leaders that, that tell you to go get it. It's responsible. It's being a responsible citizen. This is not – it's obeying the government, and God said to obey the government. So go and get the implant. Go and get the mark. It's You need it to buy and sell. It's being your brother's keeper. It's what you need to do. And uh, I it's – I really think that that's that's going to happen one day. That there's not there's not a lot of backbone uh, when it comes to just making a rational decision. There's a lot of well, let's just go along with what everybody's saying, and um, that is not good. That is definitely not good. But man, I'm just chilling. God's good, and there's so many great. Things have happened in my life lately. I've been through a lot. Don't cry for me. Um, But God has restored my family. And God's restored my mental health. And God has delivered me from a spirit of suicide. And God has delivered me from depression. And God continues to do amazing things. I don't deserve it. This is Chris Nelson. Thanks for listening.